0: Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. What is up? My name is Evan Singler. And I'm Eddie Ernst. And this is the PTA Tapes, a podcast where we go tell them, Eddie.
1: Behind you know, the scenes of physical therapy.
0: That is right. Behind the scenes of physical therapy. We want to talk to people about their story, what makes them different, and how others can channel their difference to also be successful. So put the tape in and
2: let's roll. We're coming back on the air after an interruption due to technical problems.
0: What is up everyone and welcome back to Tape 4 of the PTA Tapes podcast. On this tape, me and my co-host Eddie got the opportunity and pleasure to sit down with Kim Narker out of Ohio. She is the owner and founder of Stretch Physical Therapy and Total Wellness. And it was just such a great experience to be able to listen to her story as a PTA with an idea and then to see that conception of an idea turn into a reality and to see where she is currently now, five years later, from implementing that idea to being a successful clinic owner and just a little bit about Kim she's been working in physical therapy for over 18 years now the reason she wanted to step out alone and open her own clinic was that she felt there was a need to bridge the gap in our current healthcare system and a lot of this we talked about in terms of you know experiences that she had with conversations with her mom and What she found is that, you know, many clients were struggling to find honest care that was results driven and didn't just focus on exercise alone. And we kind of go deep into, you know, her clinical model, as far as manual therapy, being a big part of helping the body heal. And also looking at the patient as a whole and not an episode of care and how she incorporates that into her model. And it's just so interesting. Her website, gosh, it's just, it stands alone in terms of you know, physical therapy websites out there and what there is to offer. And it was just an absolute pleasure to rack her brain about what makes her tick, what she's passionate about, and her plans for the future with Stretch Physical Therapy and Total Wellness and what that could possibly become. So, we're just going to jump on into it. I hope you enjoy the knowledge that Kim is about to drop on you. Kim, how are you today?
2: I am good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. We're excited to have you. So, I kind of wanted to just start. um, Awesome. I just want to start by asking you about, you know, your business. Kind of get, you know, a background of your story behind why you wanted to open it and kind of how
2: that idea transpired a bit. Absolutely. I'm happy to share. Um, actually it was as a PTA, you know, I I started with orthopedics, um, then moved to Ohio and, um, really couldn't find that ideal orthopedic position. So I did some skilled nursing. I also did uh, some home care. I mean, with those two, um, sides of therapy. I just felt like I wasn't making the difference that I wanted to make. Um, in 2003, I lost my mom to a massive heart attack. And a week before she passed away, she said, you know, you're in the healthcare system and you guys should really pull this together. So she had gone through stenosis. She had cardiovascular problems. She was passing out. She was overweight, Stress. Thank you. Thank you. Um, everything that could have happened to someone um, in their early 50s. And um, as I was in my um, treatments with home care, I had referred people to um, orthopedic clinics in the area. And when I'd see them out and about, they would always complain at how um, they didn't get the same treatment as they did with me. And, you know, I listened, but I didn't truly absorb what they said. And finally, one day, Um, I called around and asked physical therapists in, um, the surrounding cities. And as a surprise to me, every single clinic said back pain and sciatica. Okay. So I went and learned some techniques, um, and I told my husband, who we'd only been married about a year, I said, "You know, I just feel like I need to open a clinic that makes a difference, that um, offers a solution to people who have questions, um, and I'm just going to do it." <laughs> um, and this May is actually five years in business. Wow! Um, okay. We're pretty excited. congrats. Thank you so much.
0: That is uh, that's that's a, that's a really awesome story, and I
2: so I don't that's know. pretty much it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really liked what you touched on by, you know, saying, you know, listening to your patient. Um, And that's something that when I kind of browsed your website, um, you know, I saw as a a big approach that, you know, all the patients that, you know, come in and see that you really like to listen and take an active approach. Um, Was that, I mean, going in, uh, I guess, the clinical practice and stuff, was that something that you built over time, kind of learning how to listen and kind of figuring out and feeling out your patients? Um, Or was that something that you kind of like, Right off the bat, kind of just had a really good knack for?
2: Um, I, I think being from Georgia, um, it was pretty much common sense that it needed to be the customer first and it needs to um, uh, be very customer oriented. I think that's how all of my treatments have always been. Um, and talking to other private practice owners and mentors. Um since then they pretty much tell me the same thing. That it's sort of in my blood, I'm very passionate and um I, I feel very strongly about um meeting the patient's need and what they want.
0: Awesome. Um uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, appreciate it. Um so one thing I I noticed there that I like to kind of uh point out as you said it was the customer first um and not the patient first. Um and just in general with the people right. that I listen to that they own their own customers.
2: businesses. Not
1: exactly. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit more on that, on why you go with uh, customer versus patient? Because a lot of the podcasts I listen to with other pe- business owners, they, they say the same thing. You know, it's a customer-focused uh, experience, not just a patient-focused experience.
2: <laughs> wow. I think um, um, hmm, that, that's a pretty tough question, but it, it, to me, it's always been the customer. Um, I think in our healthcare field, one of the problems that we see the most is that people are referred to as patients. They're, they're not my patients. They're my customers. I am there to help them meet their personal goals. Um, so I really, that's a hard question because I've never considered them my patients. I'm not a doctor. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm there to help them along their journey of healing.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's a totally fine. Answer. I mean, there's no there's no right answer to that. But I think if I'm elaborating on um what you're saying, you know, you're helping them reach their personal goals. So that's that's why I think maybe it's more of a customer experience, because like when I was working retail, you know, we would always find out what are their goals for, you know, whatever electronics they're gonna buy is what's their personal gain gonna be on here. So their goals aren't necessarily physical therapy goals of we need to get 135 degrees of shoulder motion, flex uh, shoulder flexion. We need to get them to be able to reach over their head so they can hold their kid over their head and play. And I think maybe that's more of a kind of the area that you're looking at for why it's customer versus patient. Absolutely it is. It's all
2: about function. We don't need the function that you want to have. Um, to improve your quality of life whether that's walking picking up your grandkids whatever that might be
0: yeah i wanted to i wanted to touch on that because i saw you know on your website you know when it says you know the list of services you provide uh it's it's really unique compared to you know most clinics out there like like one of them i saw was you know fixing daily aches and it kind of made me laugh but also i also like that i like that you know how you approach you know what you can offer to you know your customers and I guess, what was your kind of thought process, you know, behind that? I guess, you know, there's there's a bunch of them on there that I thought were really interesting. It wasn't like your contemporary, like, oh, you know, we do total knees, we do total hips. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very uh, unique in a lot in a lot of different approaches. So kind of what was your your mindset behind that?
2: Um, again, it's a tailored experience towards each customer and what they're looking for. Um, I think since I have been open and um, what I have seen in treatments, we are really an treatment center. And I say that because, um, you know, we're a reactive society. We don't stop until we can't get out of bed and then it's urgent that we get fixed. And our society is then, um, first choosing to go to the doctor seeking pain medications is what they're receiving. They're not seeking them. Um, and then their only other option is that that chronic pain cycle, I want to turn that around and move our profession forward to where these people, if they have a a ache or a pain, or they have something that is impeding motion that they come to me first or to physical therapy first as a, an approach that can, um, we we can help them get better day one. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to have them wait for the doctor um go pick up a prescription, um go and get um x-rays, MRIs, things like that, or even fear that they're gonna have surgery. Yeah.
0: yeah it, of it's course.
2: Right, day one, hey, I feel better.
0: That's that's really awesome. And I really like so that. That's
2: man. what the website's all about. Um
0: yeah, really. I really like that. I, th- I think it takes it. It's really neat how you kind of take that whole biopsychosocial approach to, you know, to pain with your with your kind of clinic and the standpoint of, you know, you know, how you feel about the opioid epidemic, how you want to address pain. Um, just cur- out of curiosity, how much education, you know, goes into like kind of, you know, teaching people about, you know, their pain experiences and what what's normal and what isn't normal and, you know, what they can expect going forward and how to break down, you know, those barriers of, you know, self-limiting, self-limiting behaviors Um, or, you know, things of that nature, I guess, how much education uh, is, is a part of what you do?
2: I would say greater than 50%. Um, you've got to, again, you've got to look at our healthcare field right now and a customer may get 10 minutes with a doctor and walk out, like they don't understand. Hmm. I try to look back at, um, what my mom was explaining and, and, think about how can we pull this together and still make money um, and um, people that work for me still make money and then still the customers first uh, so greater than 50% I mean it, it is not unusual for us to sit down and really educate on the why behind everything that's happening so if they come in with back pain and they can't stand up and they can't walk more than a minute why is that happening
1: Um One thing I wanted to ask, uh, as a PTA opening uh, a business, did you have any um, barriers to opening a business or like hiring PTs or anything that um, may be, quote unquote, unique to to PTAs? Um, Like, did you have any pushback or, um, you know, any issues early on with you being the business owner and, you know, uh, being the boss, quote unquote, of a PT um, or anything like that?
2: I really haven't. I've had a couple of PTs and literally, hundreds of I've had only a couple make a statement negative. Um, every PT I'm around um, that knows me or that just meets me, um, really, I've, I've just not had any problem with them. Um, so that would have been a self-limiting belief in the beginning if that, you know, I couldn't do it. But I, I think if you can tell PTAs, Um, as long as the, their state says that they can own or their practice act says that they can own a clinic in their state, go for it. You, you, it shouldn't be that you're a PTA um, and it shouldn't be a PT, PTA relationship. It should just be that you're a uh, business owner that just happens to be a PTA. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? No, that makes
0: perfect sense.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
2: Yeah. It, yeah, you have a relationship with the PT, that's true. And I'm able to juggle that because, of course, the PT, I have to follow PT recommendations, plan of care, all of that. But on the business side, this is how the business side is running. And really, they just run together.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess in the conception of your idea, and when you said sat down you know, at the drawing table and said, you know, this is what I want to do, this is what I want it to be, how I want it to look, how was that process for you in terms of, were there times where you were like, Hey, you know, I don't know if this is going to work out, or I don't know if this is going to be what I envision it to be. And if you had those moments, how did you kind of overcome those, like, you know, I guess those doubts in your mind?
2: Um, So you have those doubts as a business owner often. Um, When I first opened, um, I had the passion and I had the naive believing that I could do it that got me through the first three years of it. Um, the first three years I grew about 300%, I I um, and failed because every PT doesn't fit the mold at my clinic. So then I had to scale back and, and look at it. And I mean, there, there was actually one time where I said, Hmm, do I really want to do this? Um, and then after I thought about it and I went back to the books and looked at things, I saw that it was working. I just needed to make some business changes, made those changes, started the process over after I um, read some books, um, and then developed systems and strategies, then hired on new employees. and um, now we're we're up about forty grand um, from this year to last year. So um, wow. Now there was one time. That when I first started before I opened my doors, I had my space, I had pretty much vested the money that I was going to invest, and got a call one day from an attorney, um, and I knew I knew my laws, um, mm-hmm. and my attorney called and said, "Do you even know that you're a PTA and do you even know if you could open a clinic?" <laughs> I was. <would laughs> to an event that day.
0: Oh my gosh. I know
2: I vomited a couple of times. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh.
2: And that attorney was fired. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you, you just don't do that to somebody.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> don't at all. Really? Oh wow.
2: And I mean, about 30 minutes later, he called back and he went, you know, I read the laws and, and and there is no problem. You're good to move forward. And I said, well, thanks very much. And that was the end of that conversation. Yeah, you so been- you have some circles. you just need to know your laws.
1: you think that they would like I don't know maybe read the laws before calling you
2: I totally think it was an afterthought and I was so Mm -hmm. offended that Mm -hmm. I thought well this yeah we're not this isn't the attorney for me um
1: next question I had for you relating to uh so for I don't know what the laws are in your state for direct access and everything. Um, But what would you say is your kind of ratio of uh, like direct access versus referral or comp, whatever
2: other types? Um, So we are a direct access state and I am the only facility that I know of in my state. That's 100% direct access. Hmm.
1: Good. Congrats.
2: Thank you. I do have some doctor referrals, but they're mainly because they know that, um, that I treat the whole person and not just one injury. Um, so I will get those referrals based on a patient's request and saying, hey, I want something more than traditional physical therapy. Or physical therapy has failed me before. I get those patients.
0: Yeah. Um, when, you, when you touched on, you know, treating the whole person um, and not just – you know, a, a part of the patient, when you, I guess, when you look at, you know, bringing in employees or hiring, whether that's PTs or PTAs, you know, how much thought process goes into saying, you know, do you reflect, you know, the business model that I want to represent, um, especially from an outlook on pain? And I mean, I guess, how, is there a very limited, I guess, population of, you know, PTs and PTAs out there with good knowledge of, I guess, what you want your business model to represent?
2: Um, I, I'm seeing about only 10% of the graduates coming out of certain schools. Um, I'm noticing right now that St. Louis University really um, brings out some good physical therapists that are prepared for preventative and complex complex cases. So I've had to kind of look out of state for my candidates. Uh, I think until you know the type of PT you need, it's hard as a business owner to choose a PT. Um I have a pretty stringent hiring process and that's based on failing first. Mm Um, so I, I really talk to the person I, I want to hire for passion and culture, um, and then teach the rest. Um, and, and honestly, we're a pretty big, um, physician owned, um, practices here in Ohio, a lot of hospital based. Um, and, and those pts that want more than for a doctor to tell them what to do are more the candidates for my clinic. Um, so it's more of a preventative lines education and then a complex model. You know we get we get those patients that have been through everything else and are frustrated.
1: Mm. I think that ties into you want patients go to their physician and say that they want uh, something more because uh, physical therapy has failed me before. And I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, quote is interesting because um, I work as a, as a tech in, uh, in an outpatient clinic right now. And sometimes um, when we get like post uh, patients that had like a TKA or something, um, like in the post-op report, it'll say patient failed physical therapy. And I think that distinction there of patient failed physical therapy versus physical therapy has failed me uh, is a is an important distinction to make because a lot of times I don't think people do enough or you know maybe they go in with a hard nocebo that isn't fought um, encountered and then they end up quote unquote failing physical therapy going and getting maybe a possibly an unnecessary surgery and then coming on back to physical therapy that apparently failed them last time.
2: You're exactly right and and I feel like you know as therapists I don't. I don't want to say we have failed the patient. I want to say the system
1: mm.
2: that, that we work in has failed the patient, and that is in network. Um, we don't have a tremendous amount of private practices here. Um all of ours, like I said, are hospital based or um, um, your novacares, things like that.
1: Yeah,
2: um, they really don't focus on finding the root cause. Um, Fixing it through manual therapy, grade four and five mobilizations first, um, and then working to fix the problem completely. What ours does is a temporary relief is what I'm finding without education. Um, so I think turning that around to not only our profession, but also the insurance industry and, and clients are just left misunderstood.
0: hmm Gotcha. So with kind of, you said, you know, some of those harder cases, you know, where people have been through physical therapy before and it didn't work out with them for whatever reason, and you're getting those individuals who are very frustrated or aggravated and, you know, just don't feel like they're getting any help. Do you often, you know, find yourself taking, you know, more of that top down approach where you're saying, you know, well, we're not going to go to the root of the problem. We're going to go more towards what can we, you know, change, you know, whether it's psychologically or behaviorally or how can we kind of build that therapeutic alliance and start there. And then start introducing, you know, things and goals that we want to, you know, start, you know, changing and-
2: um, No, patient alliances from the beginning. Um, our intake system takes about 30 minutes um, before the doctor sees the client. Uh, my front desk staff is asking them questions about their pain, activities they can't do, if they really want to fix it or not. All that information is given to our doctor so that they can truly go in, know the root cause, tell them what the problem is, tell them what successful treatment looks like, and give the patient a choice to make a decision whether, we're, whether we are the right fit for them or not.
1: Interesting. So you have uh, your front desk. do. You, is that on the phone or is that but right, uh, right before the first visit? Um, can That's you kind of elaborate on more on that?
2: Absolutely. That first phone call. Um, the person calls in and says, you know, that they are looking for information or they heard about us, whatever that might be. Or maybe the question is, you know, do you take my insurance? Um, we turn that around and ask the customer, you know, what their name is um, and um, if they have pain currently. And if so, we go through a series of questions at that point that is about their pain. We want to qualify them to see if our program is a good fit for them before we move forward.
0: Gotcha. I think that's, I think that's really awesome. Cause it, again, you know, you're, you're taking into account the, the entire patient as a whole, um, you know, and you're engaging them in the process of, you know, what they're looking for or what their needs are. Um, and I feel like a patient coming in would feel very, I guess, comforted and protected by that kind of a business model. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing I really liked, and, right. and this was just kind of going through your website, was there's, there's a, lot, a lot of resources on your website. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, I mean, and, and, and even going in resources, there's a lot of different you know wellness programs you have um, and different clubs. I like how you mentioned club, um, a lot of things like the Chronic Pain Club, the Fall Prevention Club, because when I think of club, I feel like it disassociates away from like, oh, this is just a treatment. And it's more something that's like a social group almost. And I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like you feel like going in, it's like, oh, I'm not just going in for like an individual treatment. I'm, I'm a part of something. And I think that means a lot to people.
2: That is still being built out. My goal for that is so that we have more membership sites that give people options. The problem right now is people are searching YouTube and not getting transparent and good answers. They're just right. getting a lot of information. I want my website to be a location that they can go to that it's trusted information
0: yeah and and I, and, and it's I mean, it's evident if you go on the website that it almost seems like in a way and and what i what I saw kind of you know browsing it was that you know if I was a patient who was just like like you said you know touching on YouTube, if I was just curious about you know what was going on with me or things, you know there's enough resources on your website where you could say have a general idea of, you know, what you're kind of going through. And I think just by doing that, it's automatically a click like, Hey, these people, you know, obviously, you know, care, they want me to kind of know what's going on, but it's also, you know, something that would be inviting to come into the clinic.
2: Right. Absolutely. And that's the purpose of it. When I went to rebuild my site, um, my website provider, um, on our first initial phone call, he said, Kim, you do not fit our classic design. It's going to take,
1: <laughs>
2: but <laughs> I was glad that he was honest with me and worked with me. And I actually love the, the result of what information it gives out to a consumer. Whew.
1: Um, so you're out of, or Evan, did you have anything? No, go go right on ahead. Sweet. Please. Um, so I was hoping you could go a little bit more into uh, the fact that you're uh, out of network. Um, Cause that's something that I personally, um, I'm really looking into myself for when I hopefully own a clinic someday. Um, I'm really into the out-of-network and cash-pay-based PT. So what uh, decisions kind of guided you into going out-of-network? Um, and then, you know, how do you handle those calls? Like you said, where people say, do you take my insurance? And those kind of things just kind of go into how how you do the out-of-network side
2: of, side of everything. Absolutely. Um, out-of-network, I wanted to be cash-based and out-of-network in the beginning. Um, But as um, a new business owner, not a lot of finances to start a business, I started that way. And then the first PT I hired sort of bullied me into, you've got to get into all these networks. So I did. And then it it just wasn't the right decision for me. I wanted quality care over quantity and um, changed to out of network last June. Um, Our model had to change with that our therapists had to be results driven, meaning that each treatment, the, the customer had to be able to see some sort of result. And if they didn't, an education needed to occur to help them understand what they're working towards and how it is going to relate to their goals. So out of network for a PTA, I, I think that and cash base is, is really the way to go if you're going to be opening a private practice, only because you don't, have to re-credential a therapist that you choose is not going to work well for your clinic. So if you have turnover, um, it doesn't take two or three months of credentialing to get cash flow mm-hmm. back into the clinic. So it's 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 a smarter decision as far as finances are concerned. It also gives the reimbursement and um, uh, financial need that you need to support paying your employees and yourself um, the rates that you want.
0: Now I know you said, um, or you're currently located in Ohio. Um, you have two clinics, Westchester and Mason. Um, going forward, do you are you looking to expand into more markets around the Ohio area? Um, kind of what's your what's your mindset on all that? I guess you know from a future standpoint.
2: You know, my first thought when I opened it was going to be one clinic, small, with one PT, one, and myself as a PTA, and then probably a front desk person. Um, when we grew 300%, I had to sit back and go, Whoa, are we going to have a waiting list or, or, or am I going to do what this business wants me to do? Um, so we opened the second location. Um, you know, last year I thought I'm going to have four locations. Um, not knowing where the other two were right now with how we're growing, um, with how our customers see results. I, you know, I'm dabbling with thinking, can it be franchised? I, I don't okay. know. Right now um, the business is sort of guiding me and I'm kind of learning from what I'm seeing. So I really don't know. Gotcha. Um, we've had such good opportunity, such good connection in our community. I Right now we're still looking at possibly opening two other locations, but there may be a possibility out there too of, opening one big large place as well so i don't know
0: that's that's really awesome and just out of curiosity when you first like um like when you first had this idea um i know you kind of said you know you're still not sure but was going back you know that five years you know was franchising something that was even in your mind at that point in time like did you ever say i think i might get to this point or was it just kind of like you just never knew
2: no i had no idea i see how fine-tuned we have our systems and how they can be reproducible that thought just keeps coming up for some reason. Um, I've not moved forward on it. I I'm just looking at it thinking, wow, if it's this easy to open a couple of locations, you know, is it helpful for a PT or a PTA out there to own a franchise that's self-supportive?
0: That's uh that's 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 really awesome. I mean, it's it's really cool to kind of see, you know, I mean, your progression over the, you know, five years kind of, you know, from you know, conception of an idea to carrying out and now you're kind of in this spot where again you said you know you it, you're in that successful point where you just don't know what it can become uh, what its potential is but I mean I think that's that's really exciting you have such a diverse caseload that you kind of deal with on a day to day basis does it ever get like overwhelming kind of you know from a business model standpoint like changing your model and, and kind of you know adapting as you go
2: I tell you what when I went in and From that first sign when I said, I'm going to open this clinic to, um, you know, help people and be that solution for people, I thought this can't be that hard. Let me tell you, pulling it together is harder than you would ever believe. However, seeing it come together is very humbling. And seeing how it's growing and how we're making a, a more diverse wellness model on the PT side I think being a visionary helps me, but it, it it has been extremely hard, extremely overwhelming at times. Um and I think the overwhelming part is that I'm such a visionary and I can see it. It's it's finding the staff to carry that same passion and torch that I do um without scaling it up too fast.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think uh finding the passion uh for just like doing things differently in the profession as a whole is, is, fairly different. And I think having the, finding people that are passionate about doing PT, you know, being a physical therapist, being a physical therapist, assistant, I don't think that's very difficult, but finding people who have the passion to take that extra step and change the way things are run, change the way things are done, how they treat, how they interact with people, patients, physicians, you know, whoever. And that's, that's something definitely, even me still in school, I think that's something that I've I've struggled to find as well It's just finding those people with this similar mindset.
2: Absolutely. And, and, um, right now with social media, you you can, we have more of an opportunity to network with people that have, um, some of the same visions, but if they don't, you can still walk an idea, uh, through, through, um, to fruition with them. Um, so I credit a lot of, the things that come to my mind as far as visions for this clinic mm-hmm. um, with the ability to reach out to other practice owners nationwide and just say, Hey, I've got this idea. Is this crazy? Is it lucrative? Can it be done? Um, so I think building your network uh, is very helpful in, in that sort of thing.
1: Most definitely. I'm a huge proponent of social media and PT. And for me personally, I, I use Twitter a lot more than I do Facebook, but um, both are just fantastic opportunities for people to learn something new and, like I said, talk to people nationwide like you never could before.
2: Absolutely, we're we're actually onboarding a wellness coordinator. Um, we've been in the hiring process and establishing um, the job um, information, job um, selection, everything, and um, literally putting that job description together and what it's going to do. Um, I-, I could. S- see what it looked like. But I was able to pick up the phone this morning and and just, just say, um, just call another practice owner just to make sure that I was doing the right thing. And I think I blew their mind. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Speaking on, you know, social media and stuff, you know, whether it's, you know, for new grads, whether it's PTs, PTAs, I kind of would like to get in touch with you and, you know, learn more, um, you know, ask more about, you know, your business model, you know your clinic. You know ways they can get involved. You know, um, are there specific social mediums that they can reach reach you on?
2: Well, I tell you, I I have been asked by another practice owner to start a forum. I did start the physical therapist assistant forum. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of work in it just because of the growth in the clinic. But um, if you connect to the physical therapist assistant forum on Facebook, I will accept it, and you are able to post any question that you have in there and i'm happy to answer it my goal there is to really provide a lot of content to ptas um, that are looking to open their own business Um, so i think that's probably the best way to go about it
0: awesome awesome well well kim we 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 just want to thank you so much for coming on to our podcast to kind of talk with us about you know your business model you know your your story a bit you know how you kind of had this idea and actually made it happen and now you're in this position where it's like you know growing rapidly and you're you're figuring things out cuz i think it's a a lot of people like success stories but from a pta standpoint too you know it's it's good for them to kind of hear and have that frameworks so to know that you can implement ideas and you can try new things and you don't kind of have to sit back and just take a passive role in the profession so i think you've been an outstanding role model for that so it's it's exciting to to have you on and, you know, share that with other people. Um, but before we let you go, we always like to kind of have a parting message, um, just to kind of leave the audience with, do you have, you know, a parting message that you would like to to throw out there?
2: Absolutely. Um, as far as physical therapist assistance, we can make our own destinies in our field. And I think that for those of us that have, um, visions for a different practice model or a different, um, environment step up lead the way make the change it it doesn't just have to be physical therapists or business owners or doctors that makes this change inspire to be a part of our uh, profession that leads the way um, in making that change and don't stop till you get there
1: love it, That's love awesome. it. underline it I, I italicize <laughs> it bold size 72 font yeah there part you go it. All
0: of that, well, Kim. Again, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, to talk with me and Eddie. You know, yeah, we really appreciate it. it. Uh, we loved kind of you know listening to your story. You know, hearing everything you had to offer. I think it's awesome. I wish you the best of luck. We both wish you the best of luck going forward with the business, um, and kind of just you know where that model takes you.
2: Great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate um, Eddie. You reaching out to me and. And Evan, you allowing me to partake in this, I wish you guys the best of success. And if there's any way I can help um, you guys with your podcast with PTAs, I'm happy to do that.
0: I'll definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much. That concludes tape four of the PTA tapes podcast. If you liked what you heard, go and hit that subscribe button, leave a review, let us know you care about us. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore PTA underscore tapes coming soon to instagram facebook all of those fun things and of course tape five is coming soon we are sitting down with sean bagby to talk everything physical therapy and let me just tell you it is a game changer you are not going to want to miss it so stay tuned because we got more coming